morning, everyone, uh, and good morning to all those who are watching online as well. I wanted to let everybody know we had an ice cream social on Wednesday night, and it was awesome. We had so many kids and youth and families. It was awesome. It was a really, really good time, our ice cream social. But I only say that for a reason of how awesome the ice cream social was, because the dinner that happened at 5.15 before the ice cream social was awesome, too. We're in the gathering room, and people were able to hang out and be with each other. So you can sign up for Wednesday night meals through the church app, the church website. You can call the church office. You want to make sure you sign up so we have enough food, um, but you don't want to miss it. Our Thursday morning uh, men's group is Men at the Well. You're not going to believe how early they get on their Bible study, but it's a Zoom call at 7 o'clock in the morning, right? Um, I'm not functional at 7 o'clock in the morning, but they are, and they are awesome. The men at the well are incredible. Uh, they have a new study uh, in August and September. It goes over the characters in the book of Acts. You want to join men at the well. They're amazing. Aren't they amazing, Eric? Men at the well, the best, the best. Um, I would like you to check out our church app. On the church app, you can fill out a contact card. Um, and on that, you can let us know if there's any mission project you want to be involved in or if you have questions um, about any ministry or ways you want to connect. You can fill that out online. Uh, and you can also fill those out on the church calendars, which we have by the offering plates. Um, it's a sheet of paper with our upcoming events, and it has a place to rip off at the bottom that has a contact card on it. Um, so we'd love for you to, to sign up to serve our fourth Sunday, I mean our fourth Friday Ladle Love Team needs some help, and we would love for you to be that help. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship together. I pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand and worship with us? Declaring the word of the Lord And these are the days of our servant Moses' righteousness being restored And now these are days of great trials Of famine and darkness and sword Still we are the voice in the desert Crying, prepare the way of the Lord. Behold, He comes, riding down the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of time still salvation And these are the days of Ezekiel The dry bones becoming as flesh And these are the days of your servant David Rebuilding a temple of praise And these are the days of the harvest The fields are as one in your blood And we are the laborers in Declaring the word of 
the sun at the trumpet call lift your voice it's the year of jubilee and out of time still salvation There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There's no God like Jehovah, there's no God like Jehovah. Behold, He comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the drop of call, lift your voice, it's the year of Jubilee. And out of Zion's field, salvation come. Behold, He comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. Trumpet call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation Are you tired of shame and secret? Wishing you could let them go. Do you feel like an orphan searching for a home? There's a love that feels what's empty. There's a place you can be changed. There's a God who knows you. I need calling out your name. Come on down to the river. Come be washed by the blood. And your sin will be forgiven by the power of his love. Come be changed by the mercy that makes all things new. There's a lost get found. Come on down, down, down to the river. Mississippi from the giver of endless grace everyone is welcome here to dive into the waves so leave the questions far behind you leave your past back on the shore and run with wild abandon wait no more come on down to the river come be washed in the blood and your sins will be forgiven by the power of his love come be changed by the mercy that makes all things new there the lost get found come on down 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 to the
every scar let the waters wash away no matter who you were before you've been come to christ today yeah you belong to christ today as i went down to the river to pray studying about that good away and who shall wear the robe and crown good lord show me the way oh sister let's go down come on down come on down oh sister let's go down down to the river to pray come on down to the river come be washed in the blood and your sins will be forgiven by the power of his love come be changed by the mercy and make all things new where the lost get found come on down 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 to the river Thank you so much. Y'all can be seated, except for our children who are about to go to Children's Church with Miss Catherine. They always have a great time there. I want to say thank you to the praise band. I tell you, if you, even if you didn't have enough coffee this morning, they get you going, don't they? Yeah. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm watching online, uh, worshiping with us online. I'm glad that you're watching and worshiping with us today. Say hello to us in the comment section. But I want to make a mention that you can send a, a prayer request to us. We have a lot of we have a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow, not just in our own church family and in community, but just around the world right now. It's it's almost too much to bear. Um, but here's the thing: we don't have to bear it alone. We lift up one another. We pray for one another. We lean on one another, and we take everything to the Lord in prayer. So send us your prayer requests. We want to pray with you and for you. Um, I want to also ask you to continue to support our church. We, we can't always be here, uh, but the need's always here. The ministry's always here. Our mission's always here. And I'm really, really proud of how our church has stepped up. So continue to do that. Continue to support the church and give. And I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for all the time and the talent and the treasure that you give. Lord, you know our needs even before we speak them out loud. You know the deepest needs of our hearts as we bow before you today. And God, sometimes we just can't help it. We're just broken. And the first thing that we want to do is to cry out, Father, help me. So if those who are worshiping here today and those who are worshiping online are at that point, I pray that you would touch them right now. Uh, lift up that, that sorrow, Lord, and Give them peace. Um, just take that anxiety and that worry and, and give them, Lord, assurance. God, I thank you for those who are, are fighting to, to go another day. I thank you, Lord, for our health care workers who are, are fighting to, to keep uh, just people healthy, Lord, and going. 
I thank you, Lord, for people that are struggling right now, but they keep on going because they know, Lord, they're not walking alone. You walk with us. Thank you, Lord, for those who are giving their time and their efforts and their talents and giving their tithes and offerings. Lord, we're so grateful, and we pray your blessings on all of that. Use us, Lord, to be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Or that you would never feel the fire or shiver in the cold. But I did say you'd never walk through this world alone. And I did say, don't make this world your I never said that fear would never find you in the night Or that loneliness was something you never have to fight But I did say I'd be right there by your side And I did say I'll always help you fight You know I made a promise that I intend to keep My grace will be sufficient in every time of need My love will be the anchor that you can hold on to This is the promise, this is the promise I've made to I never said that friends would never turn their backs on you Or that the world around you wouldn't see you as a fool But I did say like me, you'll surely be despised And I did say, my ways confound the wise I didn't say you'd never taste the bitter kiss of death Or have to walk through chilly Jordan to enter into rest But I did say I'd be waiting right on the other side And I did say I'll dry every tear you cry Cause you know I made a promise that I prepared a place And someday sooner than you think you'll see me face to face And you'll sing with the angels and a countless multitude This is the promise, this is the promise I've made to Oh
How many of you needed that last song real bad? I did. I did. And I'll bet you have a, a friend or a loved one that needed that too. So um, call them and tell them to go back and to watch this service and to listen to that song, The Promise. Yeah, I think we all need it. This is back to school time, isn't it? Yeah, and we had football games Friday night, all of this kind of stuff. All month long we're talking about back to school and today's no different. We're talking <clears throat> today about going to your homeroom. All right. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10 will be our scripture today. And I invite you to follow along or just listen. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me. Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost." Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me! For I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so, I tell you, there is more joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Several years ago, um, we moved to a little town called Cherokee. And some of you may know that that's my hometown. And I never in a million years thought that I would be going to my hometown to serve uh, my home church. I mean, it will, the, the town I grew up in will always have a special place in my heart. I just never thought, I, I just thought you just didn't do that, right? Uh, that's what I had always heard. But here we were uh, 20 years after I'd moved away from this town 
going back with my wife and my three little kids to serve this church. And here's what I discovered. I mean, there were so many blessings, I can't even list them all, uh, that, we, that we went through. And so many trials and tribulations, just like anywhere. But here's what I discovered. Moving back to your hometown after being gone for 20 years is not like growing up there. Um, well, for one thing, when I was growing up there, I lived way out in the country. And when I say way out in the country, I mean the nearest neighbor is a country mile away, and you have to drive 15 or 20 minutes to get to a store of any kind. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, but this time when we moved back, we moved back to downtown Cherokee. I'm talking about on Main Street. In the heart of the city, a block from the middle of the city, a rock's throw away from the railroad track. Um, the location of where we lived had some advantages. I could walk to work. All I had to do was walk out the back door, walk across the driveway, and walk in the door of the church, right? Um, I could, if I needed stamps, I could walk out the front door, walk across the street, and walk right into the post office. It was handy, right? It was handy. Um, there were some challenges. Um, did I mention I live close to the railroad track? Uh, the pastor that I followed uh, there at the, at the church at Cherokee, I asked him what it was like living in the parsonage there, and he thought for a minute, and he said, I tell you what, you call me when you get used to hearing the trains go through. I never called him because I never got used to it. You see, there were three crossings of the train tracks that we could see from our yard. And do you know what freight trains are required to do when they get to a crossing? And I mean, you could, it didn't matter what was going on. It would rattle the windows of the house. It was just delightful. Uh, that was one challenge. Another challenge of living on Main Street was uh, something I didn't realize until the first summer that we were there was um, the annual street dance. Now, growing up, I didn't think about a street dance. We didn't have street dances when I was growing up, but buddy, they do now. And I thought, I, everybody's talking about street dance, street dance. And I was thinking, how big of a deal could it be? Cherokee's a small town, but it was a big deal. So what we did was we got the kids together. They were six, four, and three at the time. And we held hands and we walked down the hill and we ate hot dogs and we jumped on the bouncy houses and we talked to friends and we did all of that. And then it started getting dark. And so about dark 30, we started walking back up the hill to get ready for bed because bedtime is a big deal when your kids are little. Okay, you know, you remember that? Okay, because this is bath, bath time, pajama time. We had to read Goodnight Moon a thousand times and we get, we get everybody settled in, everything's cool. And then Tammy and I watched TV for a little while and then we got ready to go to bed and I, you know, turned out the lights and just about the time I was starting to doze off I heard this Elvira 
Elvira, my heart's on fire for Elvira. Giddy up, boom, pop, boom, pop, mow, mow. I didn't tell you that the bedroom window faced the stage of the street dance, did I? Um, now, the band was doing its best, uh, but I wanted, they were butchering up the Oak Ridge Boys, and uh, there was dancing. There's two categories of people. There were people that were just out there dancing like nobody was watching, and then there were people in the lawn chairs that were watching the people that were dancing like nobody was watching. But everybody was just having a big old time except me. I was not in a good mood, y'all. Because the kids kept waking up. Not only could we not sleep, but the kids kept waking up. And they kept running in there. And we kept trying to put them back to bed. And I, and I finally just went out and sat on the porch and just kind of watched everything was going on. I was, just, I was just grumpy, Pastor Andy. I was grumpy. I was grumpy Sam. But there was a different way I could have looked at it. And I want you to hear that. There was a different way I could have looked at it. And I thought about that different way I could look at it when the fireworks started. Because, did I mention this was on the 4th of July? Yes, it was the 4th of July. And instead of thinking to myself, how could y'all be partying so hard so late into the night? I could have been thinking, Sam, how could you not celebrate? It's Independence Day. So there was the grumpy Sam way of looking at it, and there was the celebrating Sam way of looking at it. Well, Jesus had been celebrating and eating with sinners and tax collectors. And the Pharisees and the scribes took the grumpy Sam approach to this. They said, how in the world can you be partying and celebrating with these sinners? And so Jesus told them two stories to try to teach them a lesson. And the lesson, I'll just tell you in a nutshell, is this. How could you not celebrate? How could you not celebrate? The first story is the parable of the lost sheep. You know the story, a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost and the shepherd leaves the 99 in the wilderness and he goes and he finds the lost sheep and when he finds the lost sheep, he Lays it up on his shoulders. I tried doing that with the dog, and she didn't like it, but sheep apparently do. So I laid it up on his shoulders, went back, and he called his friends together, and he said, let's have a party. Rejoice. Rejoice with me. Let's party because I found that lost sheep. I just got to admit to you, I've always kind of had... A problem with that story I guess growing up on a farm all I kept thinking about was how could you leave 99 sheep in the wilderness just to go to look for one lost sheep it probably wandered off because it was so dumb I mean it probably got itself into trouble and now you're gonna risk all the other 99 why would you do that okay I'll come back to that in a minute but anyway, my problem was this is not good livestock management. But so the second story 
is about a woman that had 10 silver coins. I always pictured her having them in a bag. Maybe they weren't in a bag. I always pictured her having them in a bag. She lost one of them, and she lit a lamp, and she swept the house, and she looked, and she looked, and she looked until she found the lost coin. And when she found the lost coin, she called all of her neighbors together for a party. Come and party with me. Rejoice with me. I found that lost coin. And there's something just vaguely troubling about this parable to me. It always has been. Maybe I just think too much. But somehow I look at this and I think, well, if God is supposed to be represented by the woman, who that's obviously the case, and we are the coins, and that's obviously us in the story, does that mean that there's a hole in the bag and we just got misplaced? It, does that mean that it's God's fault for losing us? It just doesn't seem like good money management. But here's the thing about these stories. These parables are not meant to show us best practices for taking care of livestock or money management. These stories are not meant to imply that God somehow misplaces us. These stories are a challenge to the religious. That's you and me, by the way. A challenge to the religious to participate in what I call the four-step dance of the gospel. Here are the four steps to this dance. Something is lost. That lost something is sought after. That lost something is found and is put back where it belongs. And then the fourth step is joy and celebration. So the question's not why are the shepherd and the woman in these parables doing what they're doing? The question for us, I think, as a church is why are we not doing the four-step dance? Why are we not doing it? Now, we can look around us here. We can even look online at the live stream comments to see who's, who's worshiping with us today. We can see who's here. But I wonder if we ever see who's not here. I wonder if we ever see who's missing. And I wonder if it bothers us like it bothered the woman who lit the lamp and swept the house and the shepherd who who searched and searched. So what about people who never even heard about Jesus? What about people who don't know, as my friend used to say, who don't know Christ from a doorknob? Does that bother us? That they're out in the wilderness? So this is the gospel in four dance. Something's lost uh, in four steps. Something's lost, you seek for it, you find it, and you put it where it belongs, then you celebrate. The problem with the scribes and the Pharisees was that they thought that they were the only ones that belonged. That the tax collectors and the sinners didn't belong. As a matter of fact, they thought it was their job to keep 
folks like that out. They were the gatekeepers. Their job to keep out the riffraff. But God doesn't look at it that way. We might look at it that way. The scribes and Pharisees certainly looked at it that way. God didn't look at it that way because God is our Heavenly Father. And you know what? God will not rest until all of His children are home. Until all of them are home. This month we've been talking about back to school. And I told you today's message is go to your homeroom. I guess I should kind of explain what this means to me. When I was in middle school, our principal's name was Mr. P.B. Reynolds. And all of us middle schoolers, we always said that the P.B. stood for peanut butter. And you know, all of those things, it didn't. Um, several things I remember about Mr. Reynolds, I'll always forget. I'll always remember about him. Um, one thing I'll always remember about him is that he made me drink soured milk one time in the lunchroom. Andy, it was gross. It was, you know, the little cartons of milk? Well, just a little tip for you. If you're ever getting a little carton of milk, uh, whether it's in the school lunchroom or not, always smell of the milk before you drink it. That's been my rule of thumb as long as I can remember. Always smell of it before you drink it. So I smelled of it. It smelled sour to me. So I walked up. Mr. Reynolds was standing in the back the front of the lunchroom. I walked up and I said, Mr. Reynolds, this milk is, is soured. And he said, let me see that. And I handed him the milk carton and he smelled of it. And he literally did this. It was so gross. He, he poured a little bit of the milk in his hand and he slurped it in front of me. And he said, tastes mighty good to me. Go back and sit down and drink your milk. And, uh, oh, I'll never forget that. It's been a long time ago. I'll always remember that. Another thing I'll always remember is the way that he would dismiss us when we had an assembly. Uh, I don't know if they even call them assemblies. That's what we called them. And we, we went to the gymnasium because in middle school we didn't have a, a, like an auditorium or anything. Everybody went to the gymnasium. And we would do whatever they were going to do. And then when it was over, Mr. Reynolds would go to the, and get the microphone. And it was like he always had to check and see if the microphone was on. And he would, he would tap on the, and <laughs> blow into the microphone like that to see if it was working. And then he would say, go to your home room. And we all would laugh and we all would kind of imitate him in our breath we all go to your home room you know and we were all just laughing and everything but we went to our home room one day when we went to our home room um in my home room the the teacher saw that there was an empty desk and we all knew who the empty desk belonged to it belonged to charles charles was um a young man with um, intellectual challenges is what we would say today. Um, that's not what we said back then. Today we would say he was, was intellectually challenged, physically challenged. He had trouble getting to where he was supposed to be. He couldn't speak except for just making some noises. He... He drooled. He sometimes had accidents in his uh, 
clothes before he could get to the restroom. Anyway, that was Charles. Charles was in the homeroom. And the teacher's eyes fell on the empty desk. And then her eyes looked around and fell on me. We were all trying to do this number. But her eyes fell on me. And she said, Sammy, will you go find Charles? Just as an aside, I was Sammy for most of my life until I married a woman named Tammy. She said, honey, that's not going to work. I've been Sam for 30 years. So, Sammy, will you go find Charles? Yes, ma'am. I'll go find Charles. And I left the homeroom. Now, I said, yes, ma'am. But I was really thinking, why do I have to go find Charles? Why do I have to be the one? I don't want to go find Charles. Oh, I don't want to do this. I, and so I looked around and looked around, and I saw Charles out on the playground sitting on the swing set. And I walked out there, and I said, come on, Charles. we got to go to homeroom. And he made some kind of noise. And I said, come on, Charles. And I reached down, and I got his hand and kind of pulled him along. And I had to hold his hand all the way back to homeroom. I was just like, just grumping under my breath all the way back to the homeroom. I had a bad attitude. But when I walked into the door, something beautiful happened. When I walked through the door, everybody stood up and started cheering and saying, Yay, Charles! See, the teacher had got put them all up to this. The teacher had, had told the kids in the homeroom, Hey, look, when Charles comes back to the room, I want everybody to stand up and applaud. And so they all stood up and applauded and said, Yay, Charles! And the more they applauded, the more Charles smiled. And the more Charles smiled, the more they applauded. And pretty soon, I couldn't help it. I had to start applauding, too. And we got so loud and we got so rowdy that Mr. P.B. Reynolds stuck his head in the door and said, Hey, what's all this carrying on going on in here? What's all, what are y'all being so rowdy for? And our teacher said, we're applauding. We're, have, we're celebrating Charles. Mr. Reynolds, come on in. Come on in and celebrate with us. And Mr. Reynolds said, hmm. And then he walked on away. And as he was walking away, I could uh, imagine him thinking to himself, how in the world could they celebrate something like that? And then I can imagine my teacher thinking, Wow. How could we not celebrate? How could we not celebrate? So I want you to do something with me. Um, and if you're watching at, at home on your couch or out on the, the beach or whatever, you, I want you to just take a minute. And, now, don't do this if you're driving. Okay, that's the, the only thing. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Any, any, anyway else, close your eyes, and I want you to picture something in your mind. I want you to picture a time, any time in your life, when you felt closer to God than you do right now. Was there ever any time in your life 
when you felt closer to God than you feel right now. And if that's the case, then maybe you feel like you're the one who is missing. You're the one who is in the wilderness. You're the one who's left out on the playground after everyone's gone to the homeroom. Can you hear the voice of the good shepherd? Can you hear the wisp of the broom? Of the one who loves you and is lit the lamp and is looking to find you. Now, I want you to picture in your mind somebody else that you might know who's misplaced, wandering, searching, not where they belong. And I want you to imagine how that breaks God the Father's heart. Can you picture somebody like, is, is the Holy Spirit putting somebody's name and face in in your mind right now okay open your eyes open your eyes so if the person who is on the outside needing to get home is you I just want to invite you to come home come to your home your home is the only place you'll ever be satisfied is when you're in the loving presence of your Heavenly Father and then I also want you to think about that person that popped into your mind and I want you to think about them start to pray for them invite them invite them invite them to come back invite them to come on a Wednesday night and and eat some ice cream with us and stay for Bible study invite them to come and then once we get here let's see how much of a celebration we can make celebration service let's pray Lord thank you for loving us enough to never stop looking for us thank you for the love that will not let us go thank you for the call that you put on our lives when we're out in the wilderness for that soft and tender call that you say come home come home I know you're tired. I know you're tired of being out there by yourself. I know you're tired of being a come back home. Lord, help us to be help us to be like the ones in the parables, the the shepherd and the woman who are not satisfied until everyone is where they need to be. And God give us hearts for celebration. In Jesus' name, amen.
Okay, um, I've heard it said before, you can't go home again. Uh, that's true in some ways, but it's not true in the biggest way. You can come home again. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come home. Amen. <laughs>